to another episode of Johnson Seed Company's Growing With Us. Um, I'm Gerald Wines, your host. Today we have Sarah McLaughlin. She's our native and conservation sales specialist. Uh, she's been with Johnson Seed Company two and a half years. Uh, she's a graduate of Cameron University. Welcome, Sarah. Thanks for having me. Um, what we would like to kind of accomplish with this episode today is, is go over some of our wildflower mixtures. Um, we get a lot of calls. Uh, Sarah handles majority of them. Um, so we're going to kind of hit the high points as far as information because um, it can get kind of in-depth, but we're going to try to explain some things on some of the questions that we get. Kind of first off, Sarah, um, we handle three main mixtures, um, the wildflower, the pollinator, and the monarch mixes. Can you kind of explain some of the differences between the three? Absolutely. Our wildflower and our pollinator mix we've had for quite some time and the wildflower mix is a good blend of annuals and perennials. Uh, it's designed more to be a little showy, something you'd want to put out in your garden. Um, it's a little shorter and it does not include entirely natives. There are a few domesticated species such as poppies and um, those that aren't native to Oklahoma but they play well with others. Mm -hmm. The pollinator mix is a good blanket pollinator mix. It's strictly native and can go really anywhere in Oklahoma, um, really anywhere. And it's, again, a blend, mostly perennial, some annuals. The Okies for Monarchs mixes are new. We released those last year. In, we developed those in conjunction with the Okies for Monarchs Foundation. And so they actually receive a donation for every pound or ounce of that that we sell. Nice. That was, that was where I was headed next. Um, we have in all these mixes certain species, and people will read about certain species. Uh, also, too, our customer base covers a large geographic area in the mm -hmm. United States. On a lot of these flowers that we handle, is the USDA hardiness zones, does it come into play with some of these species? Or does the person need to be concerned about that? Most of what is in our flower mixes can go pretty much anywhere in the United States. Um, it is a very diverse blend, so there's some things that will do better farther south, some things that will do really right. great farther north, but I think it'd be a good mix for pretty much anywhere. I, I've seen good results from it planted several states away. Um, one of the calls that you and I both get, um, and you might want to explain a little bit of this, you know, why do not all the species blend at this or germinate at the same time, um, you know, or the same time of year? Can you ex kind of explain about the natives and, and, and how they react in their environments and things throughout the growing season? Yeah. So, like I said, it's a very diverse blend. So you've got small seeds, large seeds, fluffy seeds, seeds with not a lot of seed coat and seeds that have a very hard seed coat. So every seed is going to respond a little differently to the same environmental factors. Some may take up to a year, two years, three years for that seed coat to break down and the seed to actually germinate. And so that's why, you know, it, it does take some time to get fully established. Yeah, that's true. Um, because we, we sell seed, these, these mixes to both the urban or homeowner, we also sell to farmers and ranchers, as we know with the NRCS prob pro programs. Um, how important is the PLS for homeowners? Does it matter? Is it mainly for the farmer rancher? The PLS 
is really for people who are doing government cost share because that's what the government um, looks at. For the homeowner, we have high quality seed, and so they don't need to worry about the percentage of pure live seed in it. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas if you go to the big box store and get a bag of pollinator mix, it could be 95% filler. And by that, I mean fluff. Mm-hmm. And so in that case, that's where you'd really want to pay attention to pure live seed. Our seed, we don't use any filler, any fluff. And so it's typically 90% or higher simply because you do get some leaves and little bits mm-hmm. of petals mixed in, but we don't use any filler. So our stuff is great. If, um, excluding the farmer rancher or contracted mm-hmm. stuff as a homeowner, um, is there a certain time of year that you think is the best to plant these? It depends if you are doing perennials, I always suggest planting those in the fall. Because some of them have that hard seed coat and they do better if they have that winter exposure, it helps break down that seed coat. If it's largely annuals, you would do best to plant in the springtime after the first freeze. Okay. And can you kind of go into a little bit about stratification on natives and some of them needing to go through a a cold temperature before they will germinate? Mm -hmm. Yeah. um, The seeds that have the hard seed coat, they need that cold, moist exposure so they need to be in the ground over winter and be exposed to those temperatures and that helps break down that seed coat and then a lot of the species um, or seed that is a little bit older and that was harvested two three years ago Mm -hmm. sometimes still has a very good germination rate but the seed coat has naturally broken down in storage and so you can get away with planting those and expect to see them pretty quickly okay um we, we kind of get uh, into, I'm, like I said, I'm going over more questions that we receive. Um, for both the homeowner and the rancher, what would be your ideal ground preparation for these products? For both of them, absolutely a clean seed bed, weed-free. Um, sometimes you can't quite get there, but the cleanest that you can get, you'll have your best results. Natives, they're not very competitive. And if you have any weeds or weed seeds in your soil, they're going to outgrow your natives and it's going to be hard to get your flowers going. So that, that also leads us to planting depth for both the homeowner and the rancher. Do you have a, a rule of thumb you use with that? Most natives you need to get less than a quarter of an inch deep. Um, sandier soils are a little more forgiving, but a lot of us have a little bit of clay and harder soils, and you really want to make sure it's a quarter of an inch or less. Okay. Um, well, once again, this is covering both segments. Uh, is fertility an issue as far as for both the homeowner and the rancher? Not as much as it would be for a lot of other things. Um, some natives actually need kind of crappy soil. They're adapted to you know the stuff that you mm-hmm. find out in the fields and the forest, mm-hmm. and so you don't really have to worry about fertility unless there's a major issue with your fertility. Typically, the rule of thumb is if you've got something growing in the area now, your natives will be fine. Okay. Kind of going back to the um, NRCS programs, um, if a producer is wanting or has a contract and wanting to get a blend, how much notice do you need as far as to prepare that blend and things like that or what works good for you? 
It depends on the time of the year. Um, sometimes I've been able to get blends out the door by that afternoon. Um, sometimes it can take up to about a week if it were in really the busiest part of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, anywhere from a day to a week. Is there a minimum amount as far as a custom mix? No, I've got a pretty good scale. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, okay. I, I sold um, about half a pound to a guy here a few weeks ago for a okay. custom blend. Okay. So out of all these mixes, what is your favorite mix? That's a hard question. I think I like them all for different reasons. I mm-hmm. don't think that I have a favorite mix. So what's your favorite single species? Definitely lemon mint. Okay. It's okay. a, it looks like little purple beads on a necklace, and it has a beautiful smell. Okay. And the seed has a beautiful smell. There you go. Anything mm-hmm. you'd like to add as far as telling some of our customers anything that we've not gone over? Have patience with your natives. They, they, uh, they'll take time and they'll take a little bit of babying to get going. Uh, But once they get going, they're pretty self-sufficient. Okay. Well, thank you once again for joining us um, with this episode. Well, if you have any questions, please call us at 800-375-4613, or you can email us at johnseed at johnstonseed.com. Thank you. Thanks.